Dear Legal Ops, the podcast tackling tough topics impacting today's evolving legal operations community anonymously. This podcast is made for and by the Legal Ops community. So grab that glass of wine and get comfy as we share stories from the Legal Ops community aimed at digging deeper to find and release your inner brilliance, personally and professionally. Hey, y'all. Welcome to another episode of Dear Legal Ops. I'm your host, Tom Stevenson. On today's episode, we're bellying up to the bar with a regular, Betty from Bermuda's Cousin. As we banter about budgets and billing, we order a Tito's on the Rock and tackle timekeeper rate requests. We'll dig deeper and show you how to save that money, honey, as we TLDR all things billing guidelines. And we'll look back at some of our favorite moments from the first nine episodes as we get ready to pop the bubbly next week with a special 10th episode featuring three special non-anonymous guests. Y'all, it's gonna be a blast. But first, grab that glass and get comfy as we dig deeper into Dear Legal Ops. Our letter today comes from our favorite homegirl, Betty from Bermuda's Cousin. Yeah, she's back, back, back again. Our listener writes, Dear Legal Ops, I'm getting some pushback from outside counsel as we tighten our budget and start to enforce billing guidelines. I'm thinking of throwing these terrible tenants in the trash. But remember to have a deep breath first because after all, mama's got to earn that paycheck. So do you have any of your TLDR tips and tricks for tackling tough billing guidelines and hollering back Gwen Stefani style when it comes to rejecting rate increase requests? Oh, Betty, welcome back. We've missed you. It actually hasn't been that long, seeming as though... It's only our ninth episode. As we start a new year, this also brings a time for most of us to start with fresh budgets. I like my money where I can see it, hanging right over there in my closet. But we're not talking about my personal finances. You'd have no interest. Today, we're going to dive deep into the cool waters of billing guidelines. And what better topic to capitalize on in the new year? So you can make sure your legal operations financial management practices and processes are slaying it. So it should come as no surprise that questions about billing guidelines have compounded in our inbox over the last couple of weeks. I know, I know. We're barely into the episode. And I can't stop with these finance jokes. So if like most legal operations leaders, the thought of updating billing guidelines probably doesn't sound the most fun way to start the new year. But honey, trust us, taking the time to do this now will save you a lot of headaches and stress later. Plus, it's the perfect opportunity to streamline your billing processes and make them more efficient. But often, the thought of tackling these gross, yucky conversations makes us want to withdraw. But fear not, dearly Glops listeners, we're here to help. Now look, I understand that providing feedback to your outside counsel regarding rates and their staffing and even billing practices, it's difficult. Like, it's not an easy conversation to have. Law firms, you know, they actually expect this as their natural part of the business model. They factor this into their pricing and their capital. So don't let them fool you otherwise. But here's the kicker. 
Well, law firms, no, they don't invite these conversations. You know, it's for obvious reasons like, oh, hey, we love charging an insane amount and scoring record profits each year. The reality is, is it should be a best practice and industry standard for legal operations to analyze the rates that their top law firms are charging and then use that data to negotiate for these best-in-class billing rates based on market data. Think about it. We're talking again about data, data, data. Something we often preach here on the show. Utilizing data and communicating clear staffing, billing, and rate expectations, it's a great way to get results. But buckle up because it's rarely a smooth journey if you're navigating these treacherous waters for the first time. Even when anchored in data, there will undoubtedly be some objections and questions that will arise. I mean, look, having data-backed discussions with your law firms and vendors that ultimately produce cost savings and increase efficiencies, it should be constructive, but more importantly, hopefully it ultimately deepens the trust with both your business relationship partners and scores big wins for legal operations. So... Who's ready to go on a Dear Legal Ops TLDR roller coaster? Because baby, we're going to cash in with stellar billing guidelines using that money, honey. M-O-N-E-Y. M. M is for metrics. These metrics are important when creating billing guidelines because they provide a way to measure the effectiveness and efficiency of your billing process. By tracking metrics, you know, We often use the average time it maybe takes to complete a billing cycle, maybe the percentage of invoices paid on time. Sometimes we really see like, when does the actual invoice come in and when does it hit FP&A and like to track that difference so that we ultimately know what the accrual will be. A lot of these metrics you can identify and hone in on using really great billing guidelines. So you see, metrics help you set these realistic goals of your billing process and track your progress towards meeting those goals. And at the end of the day, these metrics, they can provide valuable insights into your business operations, really helping you make legal operations informed decisions about pricing, staffing, and in other important factors. And it's highly suggested that you use a time tracking software or have really clear documentation of the tasks being performed if you're a very small legal department with little to no outside counsel spend. So M is for metrics. O, outline. When working with outside counsel, it's important to have clear billing guidelines in place, but it's even better if you can put it in an easy-to-digest outline form. The foundation of any great relationship with your outside counsel, it's based on clear expectations. If law firms aren't aware of your goals or what you expect of them, they're really not going to prioritize it and most likely are going to miss the mark when they begin billing. You need to have clear, actionable, easy-to-understand billing guidelines, and those are key to getting your outside law firms up and running at a maximum efficiency. So when you create those billing guidelines so that you can obviously better onboard outside counsel, don't be intimidated by having this long laundry list. Make sure that they're detailed in the documents. Contrary to popular belief, billing guidelines don't need to be these 52 pages and riddled with legal terms. Often, you can start with your main billing requirements, adding and improving details as your needs change, and then when your team grows, you'll understand what the expectations are and then can potentially add to be more specific. N, negotiate. 
legal operations should be prepared to negotiate with outside counsel to get the best possible rates and terms. (laughs) This isn't a shocking theory. This may involve such things as, you know, negotiating discounts, alternative fee arrangements, success-based fees, or just other concessions. These negotiating rates, they also help to build and maintain strong relationships with outside counsel. By working together to find mutually beneficial rate structures, you can have really great wins in the legal operations driver's seat and outside counsel can continue to build that trusting and established relationship that ultimately yields a more collaborative working environment. So yes, go negotiate those billing rates because it's an important part of legal operations and it can help ensure that the company is getting the legal support it needs at a price that is fair and reasonable. E, efficiency. Legal operations should always be looking for ways to streamline processes and increase efficiency. Hello, I think we know this, but it's really important to say and emphasize in the billing guidelines discussion, I think, because this can include things like automating routine tasks, implementing new technologies, or just reevaluating existing processes. Are your billing guidelines embedded into your e-billing system? For the love of God, I hope so. Because when it comes to timekeeper rate review increases, you have to have a system set up that actually accepts or rejects based upon your billing guidelines. And that's why it's important to establish that criteria so that you can improve in the efficiency. These are really simple ways to automate routine tasks that don't clog up your billing inbox. Why? Yearly. It's important to regularly review and update those billing guidelines to ensure that they are still relevant and effective. I mean, how many of us learned what the word force majeure was during the pandemic? And now it's everywhere. You know, things change. Contracting terms change. The way that you want to potentially govern your financial and vendor management changes. So this can involve analyzing past legal expenses, identifying trends for improvement, or just making adjustments to the billing guidelines as you see fit. Engaging with other departments and stakeholders in your business, like what does FP&A need? What does accounting need? What does our legal billing need? What can help potentially with our e-billing system? Those are just ways that you can all discuss your billing guidelines and the value that legal operations provides on a yearly basis. And when you do it yearly, it ultimately continues to reestablish and enforce and build that trust and understanding. And then you always continue to hopefully, if you're doing it right, identify opportunities for cost savings. This episode is made possible by our sponsor, Legal.io. Legal.io is the fastest growing community and marketplace for legal talent. Legal.io connects legal professionals to resources and opportunities at the world's leading in-house departments and firms. Legal.io is the launchpad for legal careers, matching legal ops professionals, attorneys, paralegals, and so many other legal professionals at some of the world's most exciting companies with a level of precision that only a data-driven, vertical-specific marketplace can provide. Supported by significant investors like Tiger Global, Legal.io is redefining the legal workspace. If you want to learn about the enterprise marketplace solution for legal talent, access salary surveys with compensation data as unique as you, and join their vibrant in-house legal community, 
visit www.legal.io. That's L-E-G-A-L dot I-O. Legal.io, your gateway to a global legal talent marketplace designed with the legal operations community in mind. So to recap, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, make sure you have that money lined up when crafting billing guidelines. Let's go over this again. M for metrics that are measurable, O for outline your required elements, N for negotiating rates, E for efficiency through automating routine tasks, and Y for yearly review of billing guidelines. Money, M-O-N-E-Y is a helpful acronym to remember when setting up legal operations billing guidelines. If you want a favorable FP&A result, you've got to get serious about adherence to billing guidelines, which set a foundation, and ultimately allowing you, that legal ops superstar you are, to deliver billing practices that are effective and transparent. Now, for all you naysayers in the back, I see you, my aunties. Welcome back to another episode I get that there will inevitably be pushback from outside counsel and vendors. So once you have your billing guidelines rocking and rolling and you get some pushback from the law firms, take a deep breath with me. Here are two scenarios seen frequently in the legal ops realm with some a little, you know, dear legal ops TLDR hypothetical responses to balance you out. First, if your firm says, hey, we are the best of the best. That's why we're ranked X on the AMLA list. If you're saying we're expensive and above the market, we are worth the premium charge. Mm, wrong answer. Clap back. Actually, wait. Stop, flip it, and reverse it. Talk about that big energy right there. That was so 2022. So how about level setting that law firm by enlightening them that your company understands their concerns Hello, part of the deal with maintaining your book of business means you should continue to justifying paying those, quote, premium services. And oh, by the way, Mr. or Mrs., I graduated from a law firm no longer participating in the U.S. News and World Report Law School rankings list. <laughs> While we appreciate your commitment to hiring and retaining top attorneys, mama, that's something for your firm to manage, not our company's problem. Our perspective is that we deserve best-in-class rates. Now that you've doubled your money by folding it over and putting it back in your pocket, here's another good TLDR tips and tricks for those naysayers. Legal operations has notoriously heard over and over and over again that, hey, our year-over-year rates are consistent across the board and are actually, if you look at this PDF we attached, comparable to some study that was pulled but isn't actually true. If our firm doesn't adjust rates based on this fake market, I mean, we just can't remain competitive. <laughs> oh, Debbie from Dallas, it's also good to see you in the audience tonight. <laughs> you see, when the pushback to rates is your firm has to because... Otherwise, how else will they remain competitive? Mm, yeah, you're going about it the wrong way, sweetie. So to all my legal ops listeners out there, a way to nip that in the butt is simple. 
there's absolutely no reason for above inflation billing rate increases, period. In fact, it should come as no surprise that a lot of companies in 2023, well, you don't have to do much digging to find out most are enforcing full rate freezes. In the current market, given the economic challenges, we cannot accept rate increases above inflation. Final period. So, dear Legal Ops listeners, how y'all doing? You ready to tackle this new year, new budget adventure? You see, billing guidelines and the role of legal operations are important considerations at all times of the year, especially during periods of economic uncertainty. By having clear billing guidelines in place, coupled with being proactive in managing costs with transparent and clearly communicated boundaries, legal operations can help to ensure that the company is making the most of its resources. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Well, skinless, boneless, non-marinated chicken with a protein shake because, you know, it's January and I enjoy torture. But for the rest of us, y'all, go out, make the most of this new year, and dive deep into those billing guidelines to ensure that legal operations is making informed decisions about its legal expenses. All right, y'all, we're going to do something a little different today. Instead of a second letter, let's take a jog down memory lane because believe it or not, we're actually at episode nine from our famous and favorite anonymous alumni. We've heard from a lot of these great people. You know, Betty from Bermuda's cousin, and she's lost her damn mind. Who doesn't remember Ariel Bold from Word Perfect? One of my favorites, Recession Rita, sipping her reposado from Rhode Island. (laughs) Shit. Remember when I said Ohio State was going to (laughs) win? Yeah, that didn't happen. But neither did that team up north. Well, dear Legal Ops faithful, I know you've all waited a while for this, but we have some very exciting news for you. Next week will be our 10th episode, and baby, we're blowing it out. Join us next week as we release our first non-anonymous episode with three special guests. Y'all, buckle up. It's going to be a bumpy ride. I'm seriously so excited for next week's episode where Dear Legal Ops joins three extraordinary, hilarious Legal Ops badasses to discuss our favorite topic of the season so far, navigating imposter syndrome. Pepper in some discussion on reaching for more when the going gets tough, the value of legal operations at the C-suite level, and what happens when it all ends unexpectedly. What next? Y'all, it's going to be some spicy meatballs. So join us as we pop some bubbly and get down. Like any overworked, middle-aged, tired legal operations professional would do. Just kidding. We took a nap first. So until next week, stay classy, legal ops. For more Dear Legal Ops content, make sure to follow us on all social media using the handle at Dear Legal Ops. Have a tough legal ops topic you want us to tackle? Share your legal ops stories with us at dearlegalops.com slash submit for a chance to be featured on the show. Dear Legal Ops is produced by Red Rock Music. As always, I'm your host, Tom Stevenson. Until next time. 